1: and our YouTube channel as well. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Lots of great content that you can check out from our show, Adam Gold Show, and various other things on our YouTube channel. Shout out to everybody who's already subscribed. We appreciate it. Just keep hitting those likes. Leave some comments, even if you don't like what we're talking about. Man, the amount of, the amount of Panthers fans who were annoyed that Gillio just kind of d- dismissed Will Levis. The Will Levis believers are out there, Joe. Or what I actually find worse than that on Panthers' commentary on our YouTube channel are the Matt Corral believers. Like, but y'all, no, no, don't do this to yourself. Don't. But everybody's got their guy, I guess, even though I do I do think the Carolina Panthers are going to draft their next QB and potentially bring on another QB this offseason through free agency. I could see them doing that, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully we'll talk to Frank Reich at some point this week. Rumor has it we are in the queue. We'll see. see. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. Much like we'll see if Tom Brady stays retired, if that actually comes to fruition. Tom Brady just kind of out of nowhere went on Instagram and on Twitter and released this video.
2: I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long winded. Like You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, friends my teammates my competitors uh, i could go on forever there's too many um thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream i wouldn't change a thing
3: love you all
1: there you go there's tom brady on twitter on instagram i mean yeah i'm, I'm just gonna sit here and hit record as as if tom brady doesn't do anything planned right or that's part of a grand marketing plan. So I don't believe him that he just woke up this morning and decided, you know what, I'm just going to contemplate life on the beach and hit record. I don't believe that for a second. Um but that's not the point. The question that we have to ask in terms of
4: belief is do you believe he's going to actually retire? That's the question. I, I do not. No, I don't. why would anyone? We just went through this last year, especially with some of the options that will be open this year. Yeah. Do you think he learned the 49ers, lesson? The 49 Dolphins, who has this strange relationship with the Dolphins owner? Yeah, yeah.
1: And he's going to get $37.5 million a year. I think that's what he's so getting much. a year he, from Fox. But He it's... already told
4: him he won it last year. Yeah, so it's, what it's about is that? that? what a, incentive is that for him?
1: It's about going out there and, uh, and competing. So, so to your point, and something that we talked about last year, exactly a year ago in terms of how he handled what he talked about in terms of retirement, he— He explained how he had to make sacrifices. It was his turn to make sacrifices. Giselle had made sacrifices. Time with the kids. It's now time to do this. It was fairly obvious when he talked about it then. He didn't want to do it. It was almost like it was a deal. And then the subsequent podcast that he did with Jim Gray, the Let's Go podcast, he he continued to leave the door open. This one sounds more like I had my ass handed to me by football finally. And maybe now it's crystallized that I need to just go ahead and retire. Or maybe he looks back on the totality of the year. Was it worth it? And maybe that's what finally got him to go, yeah, man. You know, not to go full MCU, but it's like Thanos does the snap. And uh, he looks at, uh, you know, he's like, well, was it worth it? What did it cost you? Everything. And that's kind of what Tom Brady did last year. Cost him his marriage. Cost him his, you know, who knows what his relationships with his kids are. It cost him a little bit of legacy discussion. It cost him a bunch of different stuff, right? All varying scales of cost. Maybe that's what finally got him to go, you know what? Screw it. I do need to retire. No matter how good the options might be next season in San Francisco or L.A.
4: or Miami. Fool me once. Hey, man. I don't blame you. Yeah, I, I, that's Seriously, I do not blame you for being it's skeptical. easy to retire in the offseason it's easy to say no right what, what was chris rock's line yeah <laughs> your choices yeah so I, only as I, faithful faithful as your choices i mean
1: i guess the i guess the thing is that once we once the once teams start to figure out what they're doing with their quarterback sure to your point about it's easy to do now in the offseason
4: He's a true free agent too.
1: We'll see what happens when we start getting closer to camp and he starts going to that routine that he talked about. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. X Y Z. There's
4: also like a whole NFL um, rules and regulations to retired players. Yeah. So once you file the the retired paperwork, I, I don't. I believe you're not allowed to come back that year or, mm-hmm. or whatever the rule is. There's a, there's like a no take backs rule basically. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what he does. I, I don't. I believe he will play this season. Uh, in the 23 season, I believe just like the year he missed four games when he was suspended, mm-hmm. it'll end up being a good thing for him. Yeah, I believe he'll end up probably in either San Francisco or Miami. He he hasn't for for someone who has competed against Miami for as long as he did when he was with the Patriots. It makes no sense for him to have the relationship that he does with the Miami owner. It makes no sense.
1: Michigan men, man. man. It's the,
4: only, it's the only
1: explanation. It's a and, Michigan man thing. And
4: you're, he's going to look at Tariq Hill, and he's going to look at Jalen Waddle and be like, <laughs> I could do it. It's 12, like, 12 gonna, games? I, yeah, I, I'm I, totally in. I'd come back. Plus, it's Miami. You know, you he know, wouldn't have to move. So he's supposed to go to
1: Fox. And my, my immediate thought with the retirement announcement, what's this mean for Greg Olsen?
4: Because Greg Olson has done
1: an incredible job. Yeah, but, why, job this yeah, but why do
4: we keep asking that? Like, as if Greg Olson is being you know taken behind the woods no, here. No, I think offed. it. I think it like, has. He, it, he's going to be on TV. He's going to have the same contract that he had. I mean, all right. Why, why do we? Why do we keep doing this? As if, like I said, Greg Olson's not being sent out to the farm right now. Okay, let
1: me put I mean, it in. Let me put it in career terms because you're being very dismissive of this. Okay, I, I you, know I am you've because the, I've seen it way too much. You've been the number one guy. Right? He's been on the number one broadcast for okay. fox this and year. Yes, he's done a great job with it. He's done a really good job, okay. So here comes Tom Brady to take away that number one spot after you think you've done a good job and you should be you should stay in that job. and then you're. You're knocked back down. This would be the equivalent
4: of I don't know the newspaper business. Yeah, how, long, from, how long? do you think Tom Brady is going to last as, as a broadcaster? I don't know. I don't. It's not about Tom Brady. I, I don't it's think under- Tom Brady will last more than more than a year. Or I'm two not as making a it
1: about Tom Brady. I'm making it about Greg Olson and how he might feel having done a very good job. You He's essentially do a good on job. TV. Yeah, this well, has okay. happened
4: to me, Joe. Yes, so believe it or not, I know it happens. That's what they I'm saying. They hire other talented people and they say you got to go job. do this. You got to go do this. That's not tough to handle. No. Not in this position. Okay. He's still on TV. He didn't get relegated to the Ocho. He's not doing, you know, outdoor plumbing anymore. All right. I mean, what are we talking about here? Ego. Uh, All I've saw, I've seen a lot of that. It's not just you. I've seen a lot of this. Like, Mm. oh, poor Greg Olson. Greg Olson is is very good at his job. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's Greg Olson crying poor right now either. He's very centered with his own family issues and how he's handled everything in his life. So please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I can't. I don't understand. People are like, this isn't fair to Greg. Holt. Like, okay, guys, he's still going to work for Fox. He's still working in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's still going to do a great job. Number one and number two, Tom Brady. I think it was Mike Francesa today. I, I don't think I agree with Mike Francesa. We saw this with Magic Johnson. We've seen this with Joe Montana. It needs to be good. TV. Like, like, it's hard. It's really, really hard. To yeah. your point as to why they shouldn't you know, push Greg Olson to the side. But I don't think Greg Olson is, like, a game changer. I think he's really good. Yeah. But I'm not like, oh, wow, I, I need to turn the TV on for Greg Olson. After 10 to 20 years, could we be that way? Absolutely. Well, here's a- that is absolutely in play.
1: Here's what I'll say about Tom Brady. We don't know what he's like in front of that camera, just like we didn't know what yeah, Tony Romo. Know. Yeah, We didn't know about Tony sure. Romo. If we have to go now. People have kind of gotten over Tony Romo. You talk about how people have been elevating Greg Olson, and I was a fan of his work this year. What I've actually found more interesting is how Greg have, a pro. How people have turned
4: on Tony Romo, sure. where they're kind of tired of the shtick with Tony Romo. Well, which he's also changed. He hasn't gone to the here this play, and I think people enjoyed. I think the insight from an actual recent player, like, okay, this is what we did. This is what I think is going yeah. to happen. I like all of that. Yeah. But he also understood he had to evolve because what he understood of the NFL playbooks
1: has changed since he's retired. But the point here is when Tony Romo left for the booth, the general attitude was, well, what's Tony Romo going to give? And they were going back to his interviews. They were going, like, right. this guy's milk toast. What's, what, what are we talking about? And I remember when Romo became a thing in his first season. There were a lot of folks in our business going, well, where the hell was this when we were trying to talk to Tony Romo in the locker room? Where the hell was this when he did a radio interview? What's going on, man? You've been sandbagging this whole time? So it's entirely possible. I'm, I'm simply saying it's entirely possible that Tom Brady's in the same boat. He's been this super
4: measured, calculated brand guy while well, he's been a player
1: who say he yeah, but, might not shift once he's he goes to the broadcast. He's period.
4: also Tom Brady, so he's going to be measured against his own standard. Well, that's the problem.
1: You know, it's funny. He's going to be measured to a standard from a quarterback he used to get measured
4: to when they played. Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning. Who who was smart enough to say, you know what? I don't want to do that. Yeah. And now he has his own Manning cast.
1: Yeah. Manning's actually the smartest of the bunch because the last thing Peyton Manning wanted to do, he's always thinking business, man. Peyton Manning never wanted to be tied to ESPN or Fox or CBS despite the money they were going to throw at him. His whole point was, no, 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 no. Let's do a production deal. Mm -hmm. Give me... Omaha
4: Productions, you hire my company, and then we'll do some stuff that interacts with his brother. Yeah. That's, to me, the smartest that'll, play. That'll be the big play for Brady, who's his straight man, who's going to be the one who sets him up. And yeah. that, that's... That's a tough task. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete DeRuda, America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, "Do I have enough money to retire?" Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people who call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial Advisory Group.
1: Dennis is in the video game music rabbit hole, man. There's no turning. There's no turning back. Some of us are in the net rabbit hole. The Ken Palm rabbit hole. Trying to make sense of everything. We got Wes Durham. Wes Durham. ACC Network ESPN joins us now on the Heaster Automotive
3: Group Hotline. Wes, what's up, man? Not going to do it. I did it last week. I'm not doing it today. I'm not Gonna go after the net. I'm not doing it.
1: Fair enough. Where are you, by the way? It's in town uh, tonight. I'll be
3: at the. Uh, I'll be in town. I'm at the Dean E. Smith okay. Student Activity Center tonight, Joe, for the okay. seven o'clock start between the University of Pittsburgh and the North Carolina Tar Heels.
1: Look. I can't keep track of your schedule sometimes. All I know is that it warms my heart. I know it's amazing
3: what happens when I get to do games, isn't it? It's It's amazing what happens when I get to do games. And
1: that's what I was going to say. It warms my heart that you're calling the games you should be calling, and I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Um, Before we get to the game that you're calling tonight between North Carolina and Pitt, let's actually go back to last night in the ACC, which was pretty Mm. bonkers, right? Virginia Tech shoots nearly 60% and loses. Clemson can't buy a bucket. Uh, and then last night, Wake Forest suffers another close loss this time to Duke during a four-game losing streak. To me, yeah. there's a Wake Forest discussion in the NCAA tournament, But to me, the fascinating part is coming from Duke's perspective, going into the game against North Carolina on Saturday. This is not sure. This is not an overwhelmingly This is not a Duke team that's going to wow you. But in my observations of going to Cameron Indoor Stadium so far this season, this is certainly a Duke team that has something that last year's Duke team did not. And there's a level of fight to this Duke team that I like that last year's Duke team, despite the fact that they were more talented, did not have. And I think that'll be interesting on Saturday against Carolina.
3: Yeah, I think the the scenario with Duke and Carolina Saturday is in some ways predicated on Duke's ability to, Score from the perimeter, number one, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I think if it becomes a, a, a game on the block, I'm not sure that's a, advantageous to the Blue Devils. Um, however, I mean, I'm guessing Derek Whitehead is a no-go Saturday. Was there any indication about where that is last night?
4: Shire, we'll
1: probably get more indication tomorrow during Shire's availability ahead of the, mm-hmm. the, the Carolina game, but um, – I would say based on how he'd sounded last night, he would be yeah. a no-go.
3: Okay. So based on my experiences of seeing Duke in person, I would tell you that if Duke is a perimeter-driven team um, and is successful shooting threes, Duke will have a chance to win the game. However, if the game gets muddied up, if you will mm-hmm. – um that throws up one of their red flags. I, look, I think they've got a good defensive team. I'm not sure it's like this, you know, legacy defensive team. No, but it's it's relative
1: but, to the it's relative to college basketball right now, and they actually have yeah. one of the better defensive teams in college basketball. They do,
3: yeah. I mean, but what I'm thinking is, is that Duke will have to have an A plus plus defensive game, and hit the shots they are getting against Carolina. The thing that that I would be leery of with North Carolina is this. Remember, like last week, we talked about if Carolina ever gets the big three going. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we are on the verge, and I think tonight will be interesting in that light, to see if Carolina can get the big three going. Because R.J. Davis is going to play. Caleb Love looked pretty solid to me in the workouts in terms of, and Hubert Davis, I think, talked earlier in the week on his radio show about you know, Caleb Love getting in and early shooting and, and something he continually does, and they felt like he kind of rounded back into form a little bit at Syracuse. Combine those two guys with Baycott and maybe even Pete Nance, who had 21 last week against the Orange, that's a lot for Duke to handle on Saturday. Not saying Blue Devils can't win the game, because yeah. I've seen the thing enough to know Duke is plenty capable of winning the game, but I think it sets up for a very interesting Saturday night at Cameron.
4: Westerham. ACC Network ESPN joining us here on the OG. Let's talk a little bit about Pitt because they got Carolina the first time. You look a little bit at their resume, though, Wes, and they're, they're a little bit like Wake. They're a little bit like Clemson yeah. where I look at them and I'm like, they got some work to do. They got, they got to put those work boots on. I wouldn't be resting yeah. on what you've done already. Uh, what do you make of, of this game for the Panthers and the shape that they're in bringing their act on the road after beating Carolina up there?
3: If I got, if, you know, I'm going to give the answer away, but I asked the question. What ACC schools won their last two visits to Smith Center?
4: Uh, maybe, maybe Tony and Pitt.
3: No, it's Pitt. Just
4: it's Pitt. Pitt.
3: Just Pitt.
1: The Cable brothers, no.
4: Clearly. <laughs> Clearly.
1: they the I right mean, buttons. I, hey, I, hey,
4: I just, mean, they I, just beat I, Miami too. So, I mean, they, they have, yeah, they, I mean, they're in good position. They're a tough team. They're 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 living no. a parallel life to NC State right now. They they went to the portal. They got really good guards out of there. And I and they got an Ole miss kid on top of that. I don't know what the heck my man Kermit was doing last year at Ole Miss, but he had two dudes. Uh <laughs> they're just not yeah. on his
3: team anymore. <laughs> well, and I'm a, I'm gonna say this about Blake Henson. You start looking at Blake Henson's numbers in the league, Blake Henson's numbers in the league put him on you know, at least a second-team ballot and probably some first-team consideration, potentially, if Pitt runs this thing into a double-buy in Greensboro. I the- mean, Blake Henson, Jamarius Burton is a terrific player, but Blake Henson's the reason they won the game the other day mm-hmm. against Miami. Blake Henson was terrific in the second half. And look, I give Jeff Capel a lot of credit. I mean, the patience that Heather Light, the athletics director, gave Jeff Capel to oh, build yeah. this thing and to get it right in the portal – Good for him. I, Carolina tonight is going to have to play as well as Carolina has played. I think in order to beat Pitt, just because of the confidence that look, we saw him a week ago Wednesday at Louisville, just destroy Louisville in the first ten minutes of the game. <laughs> Pitt has no problem going on the road and and you know and playing the bad guy. They uh, almost, almost did it at Cameron. They almost did it at Cameron. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I was there too. I mean, that was a terrific game. So yeah. let's see how let's see how this Carolina team with eight days off has kind of matured a little bit. And, and now that they're seemingly healthier a little bit, you know, let's find out where Carolina is tonight too. I think this is a heck of a ball game, right? Yeah. This ball game tonight, and I will throw in the Clemson Miami game on Saturday are two of the bigger games that I think will have a play in what ultimately the double buy and NCAA discussion teams are in the ACC.
4: Quick apologies to my old Miss people. Henson, Iowa State. No, no, no. He's from Ole Miss, but he's been hurt. Yeah. Mm, didn't yeah. play last year with Joyner, so yeah. that, that'll answer that question. Got to yeah. be healthy. Got to be
1: on the floor. So, NC State's yeah. in action tonight, Wes. Uh, Florida State, that's the 9 o'clock tip. And then they got Georgia mm-hmm. Tech on Saturday at 1 o'clock. And, but as we saw last night in the ACC, there's no nights off. Even Clemson can get got <laughs> when they miss 17 shots in a row against Boston College. Man. There's, some, there's just some fluky stuff, man, and that's why yeah. J- J- Jillian and I talked about this to start the show. Clemson fans and Wake Forest fans, and I'm not—we're not singling them out specifically—but they've been the most vocal in the ACC about net right. Like, here's Clemson atop the league, but they're net 60. What's going on here? Well, it's easy. Look at your quad four losses. You got some bad losses in the books that's going to affect your numbers. Sure. Uh, that's not saying that they're a bad team and that you can't improve, but you know, don't lose to Boston College sometimes. Well.
3: Either. No question. And I think the other part you have to think about from a Clemson perspective is it's been a couple of weeks since they've scored 70 points or 65 points. And if you got Chase Hunter back in the lineup and you won the, in fact, he won the ball game for you at Florida State. Clemson just has to find its fastball again. They're still throwing the curve, Mm -hmm. but they got to find the fastball. They got to find the, you know, three point shooting game. They got to find the the transition game, their defense has got to tighten up a little bit to where it was in the early half of the ACC. The good news for them is their margin of error is really no more dynamic than anybody else they're contending with.
1: That's the thing.
3: Yeah. And, and that's really where the ACC is as a whole, guys, when yeah. you think about it. margin of I mean, error across the
1: league is yeah. very, very thin. I mean, i we're talking have, about have,
3: Yeah. Well, unless Georgia Tech and Louisville tonight, which is the pillow fight game of the week in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Man, um, if they
1: can't be, if Louisville can't get over on Georgia Tech, it's it's a wrap, man. It's a wrap for their their chances in the league.
3: Jackets apparently had a sprained ankle in the shoot around today, too, Jilio, to add to the flavor of the game, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm, gotcha.
1: Gotcha. All right, with with the time with the time that we have remaining, ACC football yes. schedules were released on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac Brown, they
2: were, were those released?
3: I didn't see the telethon. Uh, I yeah. didn't see the telethon. Two, I'm two, sorry, uh, two
2: hours
1: of a schedule release because you know, hey, it's 2023. We got content to fill, um, and I and I want to thank Mac Brown for for giving us content too because wow. during his Monday press conference he talked about, oh, you'll see tonight. You'll see tonight with the schedule. I, didn't like, I, kid, I don't like. Awesome. I don't. like what they did. You know, it's it's not really fair. So Jilio and I are like, all right, cool. Here's the schedule. What are we missing? They barely, they barely go on the road for two months, right? Yeah, they opened up the season <laughs> in Charlotte. They got, they got two two road games pretty much a month apart. Uh, and then I'm like, ah, I see, I see, I see.
3: Week it's, three, it, rowing the boat, Jilio. Yeah, why are they playing them? Well, because Oh, it was makes that up an a, alliance game? I
1: think it's an alliance game.
3: Oh, geez. it's an alliance game. Um, it's also uh, it also makes up for a Colorado series that was originally scheduled for the 1980s that never got played. With I, I knew Carolina. that one was
4: squashed yeah. because of re- recruiting reasons. And then when I now that I remember Minnesota was at it, I was like, well, wait, so they're not going to recruit in Minnesota either. Right? So Carolina's right. got they, they close up the
1: season after playing Campbell at home against Duke. They go to Clemson and then they go to NC State. Yeah. This is not to single out Mac Brown, but you talk to coaches all the time. There's going to be some beef that every coach in the ACC has right. with the schedule based on when they play who and when they go on the road. X Y Z. This is not a new phenomenon. Mac was just vocal about it, but I know you. I know you text with coaches. I know every. I know some coaches are like, "Can you believe this, Wes?"
3: Well, let me let me tell you this. I, I first of all. Um, as a former employer of the uh, employee rather of the entertainment and sports programming network Mac took some liberties that only he can take, I think, by <laughs> spoiling the two-hour schedule release show the uh-huh. other night. Uh-huh. Um, no, he was,
4: he was very careful not to spoil it. He just said. Well, it. he
3: didn't spoil it. He said, you'll just see, you and say, I've actually, already called. Didn't he say he's already, he's already called, called somebody or something? Actually, if
1: anything, Mac Brown was doing the network as yeah, solid. Say, yeah, he oh, did. That's right. He, he teasing he, he it as well. Come yeah. on. You did radio. He gave a tease. Find out at take 7 o'clock tease. why I'm getting All screwed. Find out at 7 o'clock Find at Jordan
3: Cornett. Yeah. Um, Look, yes, you're right about this, Joe. Every coach has some sort of opinion Mm -hmm. of, hey, this worked for us, or, boy, they really got us on this one, right? Mm -hmm. The other part about it is this, too. When we talk about gearing up the schedules in college football, and in this case, the ACC, it's going to create 12 real football games, okay? Okay. So no matter if you play on, you know, at Charlotte against South Carolina, Minnesota at home, or you play, you know, pit on the moon on a Thursday night, you're going to play 12 real football games. And that's what is going to have to happen in the ACC. How many times has the ACC been subjected to this scheduling uh, commentary or rhetoric about they don't play anybody? Well, you know, we shed the number of G5 games a little bit this year. We've shed the number of you know, road G5 games. So where can you go to get better? It's called play. Look, I'm of the belief we're headed to nine one day. Okay. And I think that day sooner than later, because in the world of of revenue, that's what it's going to take. But every coach is always going to have something wrong with the schedule and, and their, their rules. They try and take care of and things like that. But the reality of it is guys that no schedule is perfect and no schedule is damning either. I think, and
4: you don't know how the games are going to turn out either. I mean, you couldn't have guessed Duke was going to win nine games this year. No, I right. couldn't have.
3: Yeah, I mean, but the hey, I mean, I, we probably have a pretty
4: a halfway decent idea that that Clemson's going to
3: be pretty good. But well, and and look, I don't know. There are some things about the ACC schedule this year that I like a lot, and I'll be honest with you, I like Clemson at Duke Labor Day night. I yeah. think that's a terrific game. Mm-hmm. And look, Carolina's last three, sure it's tough, but they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones playing a strong kick in the back third of the schedule, back quarter of the schedule. And and if, by the way, they have a pretty good year and get off to a really good start, guess what's going to be one of the benefactors to it? The schedule.
1: West Durham, ACC Network. All right, we'll watch it tonight, 7 o'clock. North Carolina Pitt
0: on the ACC Network. Salute. Bye, West. It's the OG. See you, guys. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
4: Okay,
1: there we go. All right, anyway, so Tom Brady Tom Brady retired today. For real? Maybe? There's my dog. Maybe he retired. I have no idea. Jeff Darlington, who's based down in Miami, might have a, a, a plug or two with steven ross the owner of the miami dolphins who wants tom brady to be, to be a minority owner of the miami dolphins he was on espn earlier today saying yeah no tom brady is for real this time
2: i do believe that he's done uh, like i said he doesn't want to go to another team and and kind of re-enter uh another organization and he probably does look at the box in some capacity and says all due respect, do I do I believe that I can win a championship there next year?
1: That's Jeff Darlington on ESPN. And this is where I'll disagree with Tom Brady, or I guess I'll disagree with the sentiment that he, he can go to another team and not view himself as a potential winner, right? Isn't that what San Francisco is about? That's what San Francisco... San, everything broke for Tom Brady to go back, quote-unquote, home, right? They probably need to move on from Trey Lance because the guy hasn't played... In, what, four years? He hasn't played football since 2019 for a variety of reasons, including this injury. Jimmy Garoppolo is somebody they've been trying to move on from, and he can probably secure the bag somewhere else. I mean, I wouldn't hate Jimmy Garoppolo for the Carolina Panthers, honestly. And Brock Purdy is out for the next six months. So
4: the situation is perfect
1: with Kyle Shanahan. They don't have
4: Garoppolo under contract for next year.
1: Yeah. So it's perfect for Tom Brady to go there and contend for a Super Bowl. There's there's plenty of places for plenty him. Plenty of go. places. I don't buy this idea the Raiders. like oh, I don't
4: know. Well, I don't know. There's we- also plenty of places for him to go and, and maybe miss a month. This is true too. it didn't hurt him last time. This is true too.
1: This is true too. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe that place to miss a month would be San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Give Trey Lance an opportunity if he's healthy. They and won't then go.
4: they won't start the year
1: with Trey Lance. But they won't, they won't no. start him. So I don't I don't buy that argument that there's nowhere for Tom Brady to go because there absolutely is. Um, the question is, is this about Tom Brady truly having learned the lesson in g- given how everything played out for him publicly last year? A public divorce, right? Things splashing over into the entertainment industry rather than just sticking with sports, right? And you and I both had this conversation about how there's two different spheres, man. There's our little bubble. It's big, but it's little compared to what happens when you get on Good Morning America and the Today Show and you're splashed all over Access Hollywood like Tom Brady was. So who's to say that maybe that wasn't the thing that finally had to just slap him across the face, the cold splash of water going, oh, man, maybe I really should have stayed retired last year. And this, this wasn't the dream. Because football ends badly, man. That's the, thing Tom, that's the thing that Steve Logan always tells. Football ends badly. And relatively speaking, it wasn't all that bad for Tom Brady. He still won the division. They still got to the playoffs. But it ended badly in an embarrassment on Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Yeah, but I still won't believe he's gone until the season starts. So and when, even then, I'll probably say October 1st is when I'll probably say, all right, yeah, that's he's not thing. playing. It's over. And even say, then, I would probably say, hey, he took a year off.
1: He'll be back. Nah, if, he, if he doesn't play at all next season, then I'll believe it's truly okay. a wrap. That's I mean, a took rap. a year off. His guy took a year hey, off. Hey, man, I get that. I get that. But age factors in here. Sure. Age clearly factors in. When do you think it'll actually pick up steam that he could return? Is it going to be in podcast form, or is it going to be some sort of speculative report?
4: Oh, he's definitely been behind all of this, so. Camp? You think when training camp opens up? Oh, the first injury. You, there's always an injury yeah, in camp. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you have that. Yeah. Or Or he'll start working out in a month or two. And he'll be throwing passes to, I don't know, maybe maybe three kills running around. Jeez. Maybe Ayuk uh, or uh, Debo Samuels hanging around. <laughs> I don't know. You, you just don't know. I mean, there was no reason for him not to retire last year. Mm-hmm. So unless it was as simple as I'm not going to do what my wife wants me to do. Or could it be even pettier than that? it gets pettier than that yes it yes
1: it does okay do you subscribe to the theory that tom brady being so competitive and wanting to have things go the way he wants them to go he got mad at adam Schefter? because uh, yeah quick i don't, quick, real I don't quick, buy that one dennis play the can you play the first part of his video today this is tom brady on a beach announcing his retirement listen carefully
2: i'll get to the point right away i'm retiring for good I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured... There you go.
1: The process was a pretty big deal last time. What do you mean it was a big deal last time? Adam Schefter beat you to your own retirement, because I think the the Schefter had the you report, know, like, on a Thursday, <laughs> yeah, and didn't you you get say the actual that. thing until the following you week. You say that.
4: Yeah. And, and I'm really not trying to discredit Adam Schefter here, though. Yeah. Tom Brady was on the, his own Monday night show. Yeah. We talked about it on this program, mm-hmm. about... He sounds like somebody who is ready to shut this thing yeah, down. Yeah, maybe so it's not like uh, whatever. I'm not saying Schefter didn't report it or whatever. I'm just saying this this is not like I don't know. Pick a pick a. This isn't Watergate. Do you think Tom Brady <laughs> texted Schefter after he hit send on the
1: tweet and go, "Not this time, Shefty"? No.
4: Okay. I'm just saying okay, there's, petty, not, there's
1: petty reasons. Friends
4: like that. Though. Do you think he did this to promote his movie? 80 for Brady. Uh no, I don't I don't know what financial stake he has in the movie. Like, I, on, Again, he, he's in he, the movie. Again, he had no reason to play football this year. None. Look, and he had every reason to stay retired and stay with his wife and stay with his family and he did not do that. Card. So, on February 1st, I am not going to waste my oxygen and tell you that Tom Brady's retired for good because I don't believe it.